All right, we are we are back, and uh, and for those those of y'all who are watching on LinkedIn, y'all know I did a couple of shows on mental uh, mental conversations, and we'll keep doing that. But this is also I wanted to do some on uh, brand building. Um, you know, the, the the LinkedIn Live is is my test laboratory for just different <laughs> content and things that I want to know uh, just selfishly. But I have here uh, my cousin. <laughs> We might be <laughs> down the road. Jess Washington from Dallas Weekly Magazine. Thanks for coming on and sharing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And and before we get started, can you give everybody your background and let everybody know, you know, how you got into? And I intentionally use the word market or brand building instead of marketing because I just feel like marketing comes with, um, like, oh. Marketing is like God, right? When you say God, people have like a preconceived notion of whatever True. trauma they have about God. So, <laughs> you know, brand building is like the word that I'm using. But how'd you get into brand building? Absolutely. So, yeah, my official position at the um, Dallas Weekly is COO and director of finance. But just like any small business out there, I wear many, many hats. And one of those things that I do is, like you said, brand building. Um, it is literally my job uh, to keep re maintain relationships with our clients, um, build new ones. And with that, I also agree that I like the term uh, brand building as opposed to marketing, because I feel like marketing is just so cold and it's a, it's like a formula and it's a one hit and we're done kind of thing. Whereas brand building is something that's niche and it takes time and it takes some failures. And, you know, it's just like raising a kid, you know. Um, so to me, that's what brand building brand building is, is something that Dallas Weekly for the last 67 years has, I think, done a marvelous job in itself, but also being very unique um, as to why we are the number one Black news publication in North Texas is because we know how to speak to our audience in a way that mainstream uh, Dallas markets don't know how to. Um, I think they have some hits, you know, here and there, but we have consistently been able to reach our community, um, know what they need, and then also be a solution to some of the things that we say that there are problems with. So I can give a perfect quick example. We just recently held um, a, an event, a Black Tech Expo event in partnership with Microsoft, uh, Blacks at Microsoft, as a matter of fact, to be more specific. And the whole point of that was in order for us to not just always talk about, you know, the economy is bad, there's like bad job e equity out there for Black people in Dallas, but let's give them an opportunity. So the entire event was about how do you break into tech without a uh, traditional tech background? What are the resources? What are the tools? Who are the people you need to know? Um, so that's why even though we are traditionally a news publication um, and sometimes we call ourselves a media outlet because we have so many forms, that brand building and that uh, reachability, if you will, uh, to our audience is really what I think the pride and joy and the foundation of Dallas Weekly is. That was a long-winded answer. No, 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 no. But, 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 but I love it because a couple of things, as you were saying, the, be the best way to explain it, especially and this is a good time, right? We all just, or I know I went to go see Black Panthers. Like, I feel like we're we're building Wakanda, right? yeah, in, in America. And I think, you know, I think, I mean, you're in tune with it, which is why I have you on here. But I think people underappreciate the power of the Black dollar. Right. Yes. But they've always unappreciated. I was like, yeah, but this is the wrong time because like it's actually investments being made and, and, and the and the power shift is actually happening. Right. This yes. is like 
like like we're in a time if you do not invest in brands that know how to speak to black culture, like you're going to get left behind. It's no, I feel like it's no longer like um, uh, a feel good thing to do, but like, no, right. it's going to hit your pocketbooks. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's not an anomaly anymore. Um, the information's out there as well. There's lots of free information for people just like you and me, you know, who aren't the richest people, you know, in the Metroplex, but we still can make smart decisions with our finances in order to create a better circumstance for us and our families in the future. So, um, yeah, I 100% agree with that, that the time is now for us to pay attention, wake up and buy it, or we will be left in the dust. Absolutely. So what so what are, what are some of the time tested principles of brand building you've learned over the years that that y'all are also, you know, infusing in the culture? Yeah. So it's interesting, even though Dallas Weekly has been around for 67 years, I technically have only been in this position for about four. I'm on my fifth year now. Um, my, my background is in corporate accounting. And so I did carry a lot of those things over with me, which was very much needed. Um, but if I was to, I can basically answer in two parts. And so if I go based on the foundation and, and tradition of Dallas Weekly, brand building um, is kind of what I spoke to earlier is making sure that I am constantly in tune with my audience. Um, be that with surveys, be that with just doing giveaways and free things on our social media. Um, but I don't believe that I can be, well, we can be successful as a publication that speaks to the community if we're not talking to our community. Mm -hmm. um, just another quick example, we just held um, in partnership with Dallas Free Press earlier this month, a, a South Dallas celebration. And the entire point of that party was just for us to say, we see you, we hear you. Are we doing a good job? Are we not? Um, I've always believed in that, you know, that connection is very much so needed. So I would say connection and foundation. Um, <clears throat> and what I mean by foundation is, you know, especially in media, so many things are trendy. So many things change overnight. Um, but if I don't have my foundation as to what I'm doing this for on a daily basis, then I can't pivot and then be able to recover, you know, if something good or bad happens. And so I believe that really knowing your foundation, the basis of what you're doing is the only way that you won't spin yourself out of control. Hmm, that's good. I like that foundation. How do you see those principles being? Um... Let me, I want to ask a different way than my normal. So like, so foundation, connection, I think it's obvious to me and you that a lot of publications are, are, are not doing that, which is why I, I, I want to say it positively, why news has a high, high upside for opportunity uh, in, in, in the industry. Yeah. And so um, a better way to reframe the question might be, uh, you know, what do you think the benefits are? So if we were to, if we were to zoom out down the road and say, all right, you know, we've connected with the community, we understand what they want. Like, like what, are, what does that build five years from now? Like how does that benefit the community and then the partners that invest, you know, in, in your vision and what you're doing? And I, I'm not making this a, no, I'm, I think I get what you're saying. It, it creates what um, I'd like to, uh, quote my wonderful husband, who is the CEO and publisher of the Dallas Weekly. Um, he uses the word ecosystem a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have a very unique position to be uh, 
again, the foundation or uh, the catalyst, if you will, for that ecosystem to build. Um, you know, there's lots of documentaries and things out there about the value of the black economy before the 80s when things started to integrate again. Um, how can I say this in a proper way? So like back when there was segregation, things were separate, mm -hmm. um, but in the black economy equal, like I can give a perfect example, like everybody in my neighborhood of South Dallas knows that this economy was very self-efficient. If you wanted a dentist, you went to the black dentist. If you needed real estate, you went to your real estate agent. There were even black banks. And so things have been done on an institutional level to break that all apart. Um, and so Sorry, I'm going to circle back to the question because like, I get all emotional about South Dallas. But yeah, I mean, the the basis of how we can make sure that um, what I would like to bring back to South Dallas is that my community knows that, again, we are a resource and we are connected to resources that can be trusted. So that is the importance of building that uh, connection and that reliability with my community. Cause I want them to be able to pick up my paper and pick up one of my competitors and always trust that the DW information is, is gospel pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, one thing that my husband um, <laughs> sometimes likes to say, well, he gets a little griped on, but he, I do love this quote that he says that there are two institutions in the black community, the black church and the black press. And only one of them is technically obligated to tell you the truth. <laughs> and, and and you know it's funny when you said that when you when you were playing it out too uh i'm sure we know the in truly intuitively you know the answer but it's like um it's like uh like the mental conversations right basically what what we believe we express and so mm -hmm. i feel like there's probably a correlation of as we because uh, integration from my perspective, I don't know if it's necessarily good or bad. It is. It just comes down to your perspective. And I think one of the things that may have uh, didn't help us was maybe when that happened, we started believing media that didn't paint us in in the best picture. Yeah. Right? Paint and us in the best picture. Yeah. I also feel like we fell back on the mission. You know, we, we lost the focus because like we were in this kumbaya moment, you know, um, and while we were all living it up and, you know, working at the same places, shopping at the same places and in that heyday in the 80s where things were OK and all together, uh, there were things unraveling in the background. And now here. Here we are in 2020 did literally the same things that our grandparents dealt with back in the 60s, you know, because we stopped focusing on the mission. Uh, so, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with with that with that sentiment. I mean, it sounds harsh, I guess, but I mean, that's a reality that we live in. Um, and I yeah. live in it every day. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and for those out there, because I want to I want to I want to keep the energy in the Kumbaya. Like, I think what I'm saying is it's, it's, it's like it's like me being a, it's like me being a man. Right. I don't know if I can. Not, I don't know if I can. There's no way for me to fully tell the story of the female experience. Right. I'm the man. So, I, you know, so I'm like, you know, all the media outlets, they could, they didn't have enough black people in the newsroom running it because they were not black media. And that just wasn't, you know, like they, there's nepotism there, just like whatever. And so, um, mm. and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess we're both, we're saying the same thing there. You know, I love that you're rebuilding it because it's, it's, it's a necessary. Part to keep things in balance, you know, like we, we have to have the black media to make 
integration work for everybody. True, true, absolutely. I mean, and everybody, like you said, has their purpose. Um, but just the one thing I always like to just impart when it comes to the black press is that um, we are allowed to be more unapologetic and honest than I believe more mainstream publications. I don't have a boardroom of people that I need to answer to. I don't have statistics that I have to meet at the end of the month, you know, in order to keep going. All I have to do is just keep my foundation, you know, and continue to reach out to people and connect. And as long as I can walk down the street and somebody says, hey, I read your story about DISD serving our kids moldy food. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. I did my job, you yeah. know, and, and there's nothing holding me back from continuing to do that. Awesome. Awesome. What what are, what are your thoughts about podcasting? Because that's the new hot, hot thing. I mean, I love it. I have a podcast myself called Mama to Mama, which I'm going to drop like <laughs> I have it every month. And I interview dynamic women uh, within the DFW Metroplex and in some cases <clears throat> outside the DFW. Um, but yeah, the whole, <clears throat> excuse me, a wave of podcasts I absolutely love. Sometimes I'm embarrassed to say that <clears throat> I own a news publication, but I don't read that much because I need something that grabs me. I am one of those people that like, give me a seven second video with a recap and I'm all in, um, but give me seven paragraphs and I'm going to be like, I'm going to get back to that later, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I absolutely love it, especially from a media perspective. Again, we traditionally have looked at ourselves as a newspaper, but now that we're doing more video work, we're doing podcasts ourselves. Uh, we just relaunched DW Radio last year and mm -hmm. we are in the works uh, well, I, maybe I can tell you later, but we're working on some other really cool things um, that it's just an added revenue stream. And I think that nobody like like we're we're not out here doing things just for the love of it. Right. And so it's like definitely take advantage of this new podcast world. Um, it's vast, but it's also um, flexible. Uh, I really like that, too. It's just like you can literally create a podcast and talk about anything and the the limits it's, un it's unlimited, but basically what I'm trying to say. So to answer your question simply, I love podcasts and I love it being added to this new media world. Awesome. Awesome. And then any, anything that you're excited about that you're working on that you want to share, it can, it can be an idea. It can be something y'all have coming up. It can be uh, opportunities to partner with Dallas. Absolutely. Yeah. So one thing we were hoping to kick off this year, but I'm, I'm the kind of person that I just like checking all the boxes and doing all the things. So sometimes my schedule gets the best of me. But one thing I'm, I can announce that will happen is that Dallas Weekly will um, be putting their content on TV. And so not I don't know of any other black publications who've done this, but we are big fans of doing things historically. For instance, I know for a fact that we were the first black newspaper uh, back in 2021 to create our own NFT cover. So, yeah, just things like that. Like and now I'm like, let's hit this TV because I believe that the content that we put in our publication and our website will be just as viable, you know, with a TV host and guests and, and literally talking about the same topics. Um, and we want to get the city involved. We want to make sure, again, that we stay grounded in our foundation and we are a resource to whatever we put out there. So that is one thing I can say. And then also 
This year is our third year doing the Best of Black Dallas campaign. Today is actually kicking off the like voting stage. It's my personal baby because I created that back in 2020 during all the social unrest, you know, um, all, all the shootings and police brutality and stuff. And I just felt like every five seconds that I turned on the news myself, Black people were crying. We were at vigils. I mean, it was just nonstop misery. And mm -hmm. so I was like, we need something to celebrate, which is each other. OK. Mm -hmm. And so I created this campaign and unbeknownst to me, thousands, I mean, tens of thousands of people across the nation uh, participated in this, voted. It was sensational. And so wow. this year is our third year doing it. And this year is also our first year having an actual award ceremony, which will be held at the Urban Arts Center. Shout out to Mr. Giles King. So with that being said, those are our big things that we have coming up. Um, that one's at the end of this year. And then, like I said, Dallas Weekly will be on TV in 2023. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. I'm Look, I'm going to ask you offline how, how I can uh, buy one of those NFTs because I'm like, yes, I didn't know that. That's, well, yeah, I definitely will find that information for you. And pass <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, well, let everybody know how they can reach you. They're interested in partnering and, you know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we're on all the things at Dallas Weekly, period. That's what it is. We got anything that says Dallas Weekly is ours. Um, DallasWeekly.com. If you want to reach me directly, my email is Jessica at Dallas Weekly. Um, if you ever want to talk about content or if you want to sell and try to get in on this this uh, brand building business, um, it is a fun business. Uh, lots of connections. It's the best job I've ever had. So I, I love it here. Well, thanks thanks for coming on and sharing, and uh, look forward to seeing you later this week at the co at the cosign. Uh, uh, you know, yes. Shout out, shout out to Mr. Uh, KG Graham. Yeah, this is this going to be a time. So no cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. Have a good one. You too. Thank you.